This week on Small Town Scuttlebutt, we'll look at some of the things you can do during your forced family fun time this summer. Remember when those summer vacations were awesome? Well, now you're the parent and the script is flipped. You gotta step up and be the entertainment coordinator for everybody. And then you get to pay for all of it. Stand-up comic Pat Collins joins us for some laughs as we judge northern New Hampshire attractions like Santa's Village and Storyland. And what about that place that does performances with bears doing tricks in a cage? Finally, to make you feel better about yourself, Liz shares some family horror stories from the road that will make your trips feel like bliss. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Park Street Books and Toys. Read, play, unplug. And by Perez Martial Arts, where the martial arts are for everyone. Small Town Scuttlebots. Is this live or do you... Oh, no, we're recording. Yeah, we'll record it. At some point, I'm going to start the show. I spilled coffee. I'm the best guest. I spilled spilled half your iced coffee on my leg driving home with it. I got a gripe with uh, the Starbucks lids. You're having a problem with it. Oh, yeah. As long as you didn't ring it all back in, I'm fine. They're dripping. (laughs) Can't leg. Might be some lint on that. Uh, Gross. Hey, guys, what's up? I'm Rick Fink, Jr., doing what I do in my basement. With my friend across the table from me, Liz Daly, we are, uh, we're the only podcast in the world, Pat, that's called Small Town Scuttlebutt. How's that for a credit? That's a credit. Uh Uh-huh. Right there? It's not the card, but it's a credit. We'll we'll take it. We'll take it. And the guy who you just heard right there, that's Pat Collins. He's a Boston stand-up comedian, and also he has a uh, booking agency that he, is that the way you would say it, a booking? Yeah, it's a comedy production group. There we go. But we do yeah. you know, booking and yep. among other things. You're totally immersed in the business of entertainment. Yes, sir. That's fair to And that's what you do. And you know a lot of people. And you do a lot of things. And I met you at Steve Sweeney's Comedy Den last week. It was yeah, about a week ago. And uh, we hit it off. We hung out in the bar. And yeah, I said, great hey, time. come on over and do the show. Great time. Great show. We met through Mark Riley, technically. Yes, that's right. You know, he was our headliner for the evening. And he introduced me to nice. Rick. And uh, we got Rick some time on the show. Awesome. Which is always one of those things. If you're working with a comedian who you've never worked with before... You know, you kind of white knuckle it for his first yes. ten seconds, going, "Please don't suck, please don't but, suck." But Mark vouching for Rick, were you like, "Okay"? I, I, that, yeah. That's what that's what got him on. Yeah, yep. You know, I work with Mark. I've known him for mm-hmm. years. He's a great guy, and he's yeah. obviously a good judge of talent. Exactly. You know, he's not going to ruin his reputation. He's not going to put somebody yeah. on the show that's going to ruin his show. But mm-hmm. still, not having seen it, you white knuckle it until you get that first laugh. And Definitely. You know, it was like six, seven seconds in, but it seems like an eternity. <laughs> like, oh, all right, he doesn't okay. suck completely. Well, as a it's fan be good. of of stand-up comedy, I've brought people to comedy shows who have who've not known the comedians I'm, I'm bringing them to, and I've like white knuckled because I'm like the friend they please I'm bringing them, please and I'm like, terrible. please don't yeah. cringe at the jokes, please don't get offended, and it's always worked out well. I've no, it, it worked out character. well. He got that mm-hmm. first laugh under his belt, and then yep. and then he started getting like you know real laughs. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is <laughs> this has worked out much better. I look like a genius Booker right now. Right, yep. Yep. that's awesome. Yep. Uh, and also, just to toot my own horn, it's parlayed into some mm. more work over at at uh, 
Steve Sweeney's comedy den for the comedy contest. Yep. I'm now in the comedy the contest. Really? Summer contest. That's awesome. The inaugural? This is the first this one? This is the first time. I'm going to win the first contest, Liz. <laughs> when is, right, when's the contest? Uh, Do we know? I go up on July it, 9th. It, it starts okay. July 9th, and we have three preliminary flights. The top two from every flight advances to the final, which is July 29th, Saturday night. And so we have, what, 10 or 11 contestants each okay. show. Um, and we have Celebrity, I think, on the 9th. I believe we have Matt Light on the sh- as one of the judges. Oh, no uh, shit. Former Patriot? Former Matt Patriot, Light? Matt Light. Um, got to work on my cold Norfolk strokes. County Sheriff for 20 years, Mike Bellotti. A lot of, like, Quincy area politicians oh, nice. are on the show. Um, Is there some type of bracket that I could have and, you know. I, I will forward everything to you before you. I leave here. <laughs> um, and we have... Uh, you know, other bookers. We have a booker from Catch Rising Star. We have Billy Farrell oh, awesome. from BF Productions. Uh, oh, now we'll the be pressure's there. on. Slate casting, mm-hmm. Boston casting. And, um, it, yeah, it's going to be fun. So it runs over the course of a month. And uh, the week leading up to the final, which I, I expect Rick will be in. And I'm not a judge. I'm, I have no dog in the fight. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you what, what? Stop. Hold on. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm getting nervous now that you're saying Catch a Rising Star and Booker. Yeah, Jim and... Wright from Catch a Rising Star. Okay, and then you're. Th- I I feel confident. I know. I I believe in my act, but you never know what else comes out. You know, well, some I, guy I, might just come up and just freaking destroy. Well, me and and Mike Katrobus, we spent hours, and and you know, we had to cut people because you only have so much room and we only have so much time to work with. Right. But you know, everybody was pre-qualified to mm-hmm. come up there. I mean, Rick went up and did a killer set. I'm like, oh well, he is in the running for sure. Awesome. Good. So like anybody, any one of the contestants, you're right. I mean, some of them are semi-pro, some of them are just active open micers, but they're all funny people. So mm-hmm. all the shows are going to be good, and really have no idea. That's why, like. Nobody connected with the comedy den is actually a judge. We're running it, okay. but we're bringing in outside, you know, lay people. Impartial. Like the yeah. impartial, like the sports people, yeah. and whatever. And then the bookers from other agencies mm-hmm. and, you know, town scouts and things like that. All so. Right. so it starts July 9th, Steve Sweeney's Comedy Den. Steve Sweeney's Comedy mm-hmm. Den right. runs every Sunday until the final week of July. The final is a Saturday night, the 29th. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Uh, I think this is our segue because it's summertime and you're yep. here, Pat. You're a dad. I'm a dad. Liz is a mom. We have to do things with our kids because the schools need to stop working in the summer. <laughs> First, Teachers right? need three months off. Yeah. So over to you, so, parents. Be parents. <laughs> right. Can you hack it for three months? And we're like, Ugh, oh, we have to. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, so appropriate. First week of summer and you guys are on the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's get into some horror stories yeah. that Liz found later. But first, let's just talk about maybe... The do's and don'ts. Pat, do you have any do's and don'ts on on? Uh, I mean, you've, you're a veteran. You've been a dad for about twelve years. What? Well, it's funny. You go through cycles. I think like different vacation cycles. Mm-hmm. At least I have, and in my experience, it seems like a lot of parents do the same thing. And we had a pro. My opinion, it's all it is. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the most overrated summer trips that we would go up and spend at least you know three four days. I think we stretched it out to a week one time. Up in the uh, North Conway area mm-hmm. for, for Storyland. Yes! And mm. Santa's Village. Been there, done that many times. <laughs> Story fucking land. Let's Wait. talk about that. Is this when you were a kid or now? Or both? I'm sorry. Well, it's, it's funny. I went up there as a kid. Yep. And Storyland was like two rides in the middle of the parking lot. That's yeah. what Storyland was. 
And now, you know, 30-something years later, now it's like a million rides in the middle of a fucking parking lot. Yep. There's not a tree to be found. Yep. And if you step back or you send a drone up, really, that's all it is. It's mm-hmm. a it's a parking lot carnival yeah. that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> you stay put. If it's yeah. 70 degrees everywhere else, it's 130 yes. degrees on that tarmac. You're getting there. a third-degree sunburn no, if you go there in July. No, no question about it. <laughs> uh-huh. It's the most overrated thing that it just seems like everybody does, you know, until... I don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. Like, they're six. Let's find some other shit to do. Yeah. Would you say that they rely, part of their business plan is nostalgia. It keeps them coming back. I I Mm -hmm. think so. Like, you know, it's like when salmon go up the stream to spawn, they go to the same place. It's like, (laughs) this is where we went when we were kids. You know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's a big part of it. You got to see it. You got to experience it. They play to that. And, you know, any new parent, you know, or somebody with young kids. You know, and once you get up there, you realize what a shitbag move this was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I'm going down, somebody else is going down yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. So any new parent, I'm going, well, you know, Storyland, you right. could stay at the, the Red Jacket. No, 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 it's a bargain. You should yeah. do this. I mean, meanwhile, it's, you know, fucking spin a teacup. Blah, blah, you know, it's just awful. You know what? Like, awful. always it's floored awful. me when I would, we would take our kids there are the families that go there with, like, a two-year-old and an infant. What are you doing? This is costing you a fortune. Mm-hmm. Your two-year-old can't go on 97% of the rides, and your infant is sleeping through the entire thing. What are you doing? I have zero memory of this. Right. You're going to have zero. You're right. making memories for yourself, exactly. and they're not good ones. And you're not having You're not having fun. No. There's no way this zero. could be fun that's, for you. That's a rookie yeah. parenting mistake. It's like Completely. the same ones that take their kids to Fenway. This is his yeah. first, first game at Fenway. It's like, well, he's, he's still in diapers. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I agree, and I haven't made that mistake yet, yeah. although I'm at that age, and he's super into baseball now, mm-hmm. and that actually directly affects this summer because yep. he's playing summer ball. And he, <laughs> but I still haven't taken, you know, we took him to... You haven't taken him, but it sucks. Good. No, but Good I'm you. about that time now. Yes, you like are. I put it off for yeah. 10 years you specifically waited. for that reason. Yeah. Like, he's not going to appreciate it. No. He's not going to care. We're going to get to the third inning. He's going to have a stomach ache, throw up all of my shoes, and we're mm-hmm. going to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Totally. But now he's into baseball, and oh, you know, I want him to walk in and appreciate the shrine mm-hmm. for what it is, even if they blow this year. But, all yep. right. Let's go around the horn. Define, describe that feeling you had when you first entered Fenway Park. Do you remember it? I, was I, it a life moment? It was for it, me. Was clearly, it for you? More the Boston Garden because okay. I said going to the Celtics okay. with my dad. Clearly, it was uh, the same year for me. Mm-hmm. Ah. It was 1981 for both. That was a good year. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, for the Celtics, it was Tiny Archibald. Yes! Was, was the, uh, yes! <laughs> was the starting point guard, and it was the year that they uh, they traded. So I think it was McHale's first year. Larry mm-hmm. Bird was there. Yeah. All those guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the old sweaty. I was on the, the first balcony of the Boston horrible Garden. Horrible seats. Those. Oh my god, they were like but yellow. They were, oh my god, it was awesome. And yeah. <laughs> like I remember uh, to answer your question. I remember the first time walking into Fenway, and it really was even at that age. I was five or six in '81, so I was probably six mm-hmm. years old. And uh, it really was like you're walking into a shrine. You come up that ramp and you see the grass and the stands, and it was magical. You nailed it. But even then, yep. Like looking back on it, I still did the same thing that I just said. Mm-hmm. As much as I even appreciated it then, and I still have that recollection, I made it to the fifth inning before I was full of you know garbage food and right. like I couldn't <laughs> really follow what was going on. The Celtics was different. The Celtics, you were just overhang mm-hmm. looking at the thing, and I was riveted mm-hmm. beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Sox. As much as I wanted, and I loved the experience, and I still have it to look back on. I didn't make it through the full game. Like baseball, I think is yeah. an acquired taste, and that's why I have not taken my son yet. Yeah, until it's a lot to sit until through. now. Now he gets through. baseball yeah. and he's really getting into it. At five, mm-hmm. it was just the event itself that was yep. 
coolest shit for me. Yeah, when I would walk up the, you, you had me at the ramp, going up the ramp, and the uh, the monster it was on the first base side, so the monster is starting to reveal itself. And then yep. I walk in, I remember thinking this place is tiny, like yeah. it looks smaller, but it, it's more special. Yeah. But when mm-hmm. I was there, I saw Wade Boggs in person. I saw Roger Clemens in person. Yeah. I'm like, these are actually in the flesh. And I had the same feeling with the Bruins at the Garden. You know, seeing real. I don't know how this works. If you guys ever experienced this at the garden, but I sat under the balcony, like up against the wall, and you only see from the waist below of the players on the far side of the ice. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't. I'm like, I don't know who that is. You have to look at one of the little TVs yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and think, oh, okay, that's. Uh, that's see, Ray I wasn't Bork. a hockey guy, so I, I didn't yeah. go to uh, a Bruins game until I was an adult. Basically, mm-hmm. and every time I've gone, yeah. I've gone probably a hundred times in the last mm-hmm. twenty years. Mm-hmm. But I've never had real good seats. Yeah, like I've, I've always been. been looking way yeah. down. Most of the games, I don't think I saw a Bruins game in the old Garden. So oh. all it's my games have been in the new Garden. Yeah. but these the, the seats have been way up mm-hmm. every single time. I remember I had a sidestep down to my seats in the Gallery Gods, you know, corner. It was Bruins <laughs> versus Quebec Nordiques, and I was like, I'm going to fall onto yeah. the ice. <laughs> He's like holding on to people's shoulders. I'm like, like, whoa. I'll tell you a, a quick story about you know Fenway Park. The mystique, at least my experience, it never it never really gets old. Like every time I walk in there, yeah, it's still a little oh. And I worked uh, security at Fenway, you know, for three summers in a row, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so I got to see these guys. I was on the field, and like during TV timeouts or whatever, you walk down to the. Whatever, and you mm-hmm. stand and you look at the crowd, and make sure no jackass runs on the field or anything like that. And you get to meet some of the players, and it, it's cool. But yeah. every time you go to work and you walk up that ramp, it's still the same thing. Like, wow, what am I doing here? Yeah. And uh, But the best is when you're in the bleachers because it's mayhem out there all the time. Mm-hmm. Sure. And over the years, it's become mixed mayhem. Like, you got family sitting there, right. and then you got all the drunks out right. there, too. Yep. Yeah. So I was out there one time, and, and your job, you know, there's something like 42 uniformed police officers on duty all the time for every single game. So you hear these stories about security and breaking up fights and stuff like that. Most of that is is rare. Yeah. Like the only time you're supposed to jump into the fray is if like there's a bunch of drunks and they're going to tumble over and crush like mm-hmm. a family who's sitting there. <laughs> or they're wearing Yankees hats. But it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. In which case you just help them out. You mm-hmm. just jump in and you hold them. So a storm rolled in. I was working the bleachers and the bleachers, it's, it's you know, fun. Mm-hmm. And you got the bullpens right here, right here. And, um. So a storm rolls in, I don't know, and it was lightning everywhere, and it was just an immediate, like, thunderclap, and bleachers scatter and whatever. And uh, so I get the call on the walkie-talkie, can you get down to the bullpen? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, hold on a sec. So uh, I make my way all the way down to the bottom of the bleachers and hop the fence, and I was down on the bullpen. So now there's the Cleveland Indians, and they're all lined up. They're under the, the overhang, the pitchers yeah. and the catchers. And they see this little guy, this Spider-Man, who just jumped the wall. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm in the bullpen. What do you need me to do? Yeah. I just need you to turn around, look over the wall, make sure nobody, you know, hops gets the fence, there. gets on the field. I go, no problem, over. And I turn around, I look, and now all these guys are staring at me, and I go, yeah, I got a problem. What's the problem? Yeah, I can't see over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> all these guys lose it. Tony Pena Jr., he goes, I've been there, kid. I've been there. Oh he tossed God. me a piece of bazooka. Ah! We'll send somebody else out over. Go back up to where you were. Like, I can't climb the fence either. They're like, just come back down. Oh, my God, that's great. But but the mystique of Fenway Park never yeah. goes away. Yeah. Yep. I think it's like something like oh, over a million fans make it there in the summertime. Really? Yeah. A lot of people like to go there for summer vacations. 
which was the theme of our show. Right. But I do this all <laughs> the time. We, I can't we get go off on tangents all the time. I do want to get back to the New Hampshire um, storyland story stuff because have you ever been to, can we just go around the horn like all the northern New Hampshire? Have you been up there to all these places? Oh, storyland, Santa's Village, multiple times. What Pick about, one, which is better? I mean, they're both awful for a parent, but I think my kids had more fun at Santa's Village. I think so, too. Yeah. And so. we didn't go the first couple of years. The second or, or the mm-hmm. third, fourth year, they were a little bit older. Yeah. They could go to the water park and stuff. Yeah. The thing about Santa's Village, I think the rides are better, but more importantly, they have fucking trees. There's yes. some shade there. Yes. There's not a tree to be found at Storyland. No. It's literally just, mm-hmm. just, just sun. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, 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 true. it's overcast today. I think we'll be all right. No, 170 <laughs> degrees at Storyland all the time. I'm going to deviate and say uh, let's show some love to Clark's Trading Post. Never took the kids. You never took the no, kids? No, me either. Went there as a kid, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a place that uh, we'll see how, how that stands the test of time mm-hmm. because they train. So if you don't know, they train bears to do tricks. And they're in a big cage with some guy who's Leslie and I went with the kids a couple of years ago, and the guy has not changed his set. Oh my god! Since really? like 1982, <laughs> when I went there, he was yeah. making um, jokes that I didn't even get anymore. <laughs> and Leslie would have to explain <laughs> the bit. I'm like, what's what's nice and easy? Like he, he made a, a a a reference to nice and easy the hair coloring thing. Oh my god! From like, like 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm like, what's nice and easy? She's like. He, it's the hair <laughs> thing. And I'm like, oh. I remember those commercials. Like, Who was like, in those commercials? Yeah, it's like Clarial or something. Yeah, like it wasn't Brooke Shields, no, but it, it was no, someone no, like that. It was like Annette from the Mickey Mouse Club. Annette, Annette Funicello? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I remember I the nice so and easy commercials. I am so dating myself right now. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think she's passed away. I think but so, But she too. must have been 50 then. Right. <laughs> like 30 years or ago. Or she was 20 but looked 50. You know, like in the 80s. Like, if you watch a movie from the 80s, all the high school kids look like they're 35. Yeah, like, it look, was a different time. If I look at <laughs> pictures of my grandparents, who always look like grandparents. Right. Like, you know, you look back. Even in their wedding photo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, and my mom's like, no, no, they were like 37 yeah. then. And you're like, wow, that's impossible. I they know. look at least 72. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, your grandparents, but my grandparents, the haircuts that they had on their wedding day out pictures are the same haircuts they had in the casket going yeah. away. Yeah, I guess that's I'm what like, I'm getting at. They I'm always like, look yeah, the same. They, they looked exactly the same. Like there's a benchmark. <laughs> they, once they reach that mark, they're like, this is the look I'm going right. with. Yep. It's, it's, a, old. it's a winner. <laughs> and they, they round up. They didn't try to look young anymore. Like no. 36. It's all over. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to impress anyone. I'm just going to put the curlers in and that's yes, it. I'm done. Curlers. I mean, J-Lo is the same age as B. Arthur was when she started Crazy. on Golden Girls. I was just talking about no. this the other Were day. Were you? Yeah, yeah. The Golden yeah. Girls. I love the Golden Girls. But... amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Estelle Getty was in her 50s. Yes. What? I'm pushing 50 now. She, she was looked, the youngest. She, looked... she was the youngest. Estelle Getty. She was. Yeah. They made her look the oldest. But oh, she, she looked like she, she was, was in her eighties. She was, was yes. the youngest because she was playing the, the author's mom. I, yeah, so they, they never folded her up. Yeah, I, I mean, we should look up a picture of what she looked like out of makeup. Yes, I've always meant to do that. I, I never know. have, but she was like fifty-three or something when she wow. took that role. She was my favorite. Oh yeah, as someone Sophia? who loves my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, section in Mad Magazine was snappy answers to stupid questions and I'm like that's all she that's was. That's all she was. No, she, she was yes. just the most sarcastic person. Mm-hmm. Every line started with no. And yeah. I, <laughs> like, I, I remember watching that show as a kid you know 
kind of laughing along, but I mean, like... It was funny. It was funny yeah. as a kid, but if, if you watch a rerun now, it's actually fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. And it's it's primarily her that carries the show. Yeah. Everyone else was good, and they Everyone had their part. Her mom, Dorothy would set her up. Yeah. Uh, they, Be Betty White had her own little, like... They were a great ensemble. Completely. Yeah. And Blanche was just a slut. Yes. And that was her shtick. Right. She was like a one-trick She owned it. One-trick hey, pony. Good Blanche. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, me and my friends, you know, like, we'd be in, in you know, the cafeteria at lunch, I'm like... Mm -hmm. Would you? Would you do, Blanche? Would you? <laughs> Thank God. It wasn't just me and my degenerate I, friends. We all had that conversation. And we were 12. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I think I would. I think yeah. I would. I mean, I mean, um, between the four of them, yes. Oh, yeah. Down. If you're going to F Mary Kale, you're going to F Blanche, right? Yeah, I mean. I knew you guys were my people. This is, my, I come back next week. This my, is fun. My, my comedic inspirations, I guess, or influences growing up was like Rodney Dangerfield, Eddie Murphy, and Golden Girls. I mm -hmm. love that. Oh, and Cheers. But Golden Girls cheers. was the show. Really was smart. The show. Mm -hmm. Are you looking forward to the Frasier reboot? Didn't even know about it. It's just a thing. Frasier reboot yeah. and Jimmy Dunn, comedian Jimmy Dunn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is in it. Oh. I've heard rumors of what the story's about, you know, whatever. Does he come back to Boston I or believe, is he out in Seattle? I, well, from what I heard, they, they the setting is back in Boston. Okay, great. And I it, like it already. It picks up with uh, Frasier comes back because his son is in Boston. Frederick. Mm -hmm. Remember okay. Frederick oh, from yes. Cheers? Yeah. They were always talking about Frederick mm -hmm. this and whatever. <laughs> so it's, you know, what he's doing now and how it, you know, all... You know, comes together. I'm not sure, but I think the setting is in Boston. Frazier comes back to Boston, and it's it really focuses on the sun. Oh, cool! I might have and to check Jimmy it out. And Jimmy Dunn is uh, landed a, a primo main role. That's terrific. That's awesome. I love it when a local guy mm -hmm. stays local. You, there's a level of talent where it's like I can still live in Hampton Beach. <laughs> you sure. know, I don't have to move to L.A. and live in that fake. World, I, I like it here. So I'm no, the times here. are changing. Yeah. The opportunities are changing. Like a lot of stuff is done. You know, I mean, just what you're doing here. Are you tired of the same old toys and books? Looking for something new and exciting for your little ones? Well, look no further than Park Street Books and Toys at Park Street. They've got it all, from arts and crafts to building toys, games, pretend play, and even lovable stuffies. You name it, they've got it. Need some recommendations or assistance? Just give them a call at 508-242-3083. And their team of froggy experts is ready to help. Oh, and did I mention that they also offer free gift wrap service? That's right, just add gift wrap to your shopping basket and they'll take care of it for you, just like magic. So why wait? Visit Park Street Books and Toys today or drop them a line on their website. Remember, they have a little bit of everything to make playtime a blast. Park Street Books and Toys, where imagination knows no bounds. At Perez Martial Arts, they're dedicated to changing the lives through martial arts and education and coaching. They provide a safe, welcoming atmosphere for all students and family members, not most, not some, but all of them, to help achieve their personal goals. Perez Martial Arts believes that the martial arts are for everyone. That's including you, buddy, listening to us right now to this ad, regardless of age, gender, or experience level. Their programs will teach essential skills for self-protection and empowering every member to live their best life. 
Their instructors are passionate about guiding students on their martial arts journey. They instill values like discipline, respect, perseverance, and confidence. For us martial arts, where lives transform through the martial arts. This wasn't even possible 20 years ago. Right, right. right. You know, right. I mean, now somebody from the other side of the world could be listening to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they are or not. But <laughs> they are. Actually, we used to have quite a few listeners from Russia and then... Yeah, the Singapore you, area. No. We're huge in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we do. We just do got really? a big bump in from Thailand. I'm not kidding. And I... Uh, Kid it, touchers are listening to us? Because yeah, that's, that's who goes to Thailand, Nick. I know, I know. I just finished watching the Jared oh, Fogel documentary. That's oh. who goes to Thailand. Yes. <laughs> who lives in Thailand. No. <laughs> Oh, these are, these are so really many. slammed an entire nation. I know. Those pedophiles? How dare... No, not all of them. That's just where... It's just the Americans just where we go. send our pedophiles. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, since we're talking about summer vacations, I worked yes. with a guy, and he went to Thailand with a buddy, uh, and I'm like, you probably... Buddy. Yeah, and I'm like, you probably shouldn't tell people. No. Nope. He was so oblivious No, no, to we're the, going on a uh, golf trip yeah. to Thailand. No. Who are you? No, this, mm-hmm. this guy didn't hold... He brought back photos of him and his other buddy just like hanging out like at the bar like these you know with like girls sitting on their laps getting pictures how old were the girls they were legal but young okay okay so this guy's in his 40s hanging out with 20s it was anything goes in thailand it was all awful one night in bangkok yeah (laughs) i don't even know if bangkok's in thailand but that's what just came to mind so i said it (laughs) it is it is i'm gonna go with yes true Mm -hmm. true statement (laughs) Anyway, uh, are you taking the kids to so Thailand? So family summer vacation. Yes, Thailand. 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 <laughs> culture, the food. Well, they're 10 and 12 now. I think we've each shot a storyline. Guess yes. what, kids? <laughs> Bangkok. <laughs> Hopefully you won't get human trafficked. Uh, <laughs> buckle up. We're taking spirit air. We leave in an hour. <laughs> Airlines. Flying. Do you have... Okay, here's one. Okay. Yep. And everything, just listeners, if you're like, wow, they're all over the place, just remember, we're talking about vacations and all the stuff. The, we got to bring well, it back to vacations. Yes. You got to fly somewhere. That's the epitome of planning and going on summer vacations with right. kids. They're all over the map, and this yes. is how yes. it is. So yep. deal with it. Yep. Yeah. And I don't think most people fly on summer vacations, right? Isn't summer like mm. a driving distance type of thing? Long weekends, uh, maybe uh, a week at the Cape or New Hampshire or whatever. It's, national parks are huge. I think That's around Disney. here, I think Disney World is huge any time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Listen, I, I, no I mean, Disney. I assume we, you've, you know, set aside some Disney World time. Should we talk about Disney and, World now? Uh, and oh. get a, Rick no. and I hate Disney World. That have you done been, the Disney she, thing? I have. I oh, have. How did it, how Not did in the summer. Out? Not in the summer. Okay. Um, when did we go? We went... We went twice. We went when they were really young, and it was something that it actually worked out really well. Her parents had a timeshare. Okay. We only did, you know, one day in the Magic Kingdom, and the rest of the time we just stayed at the resort that they were at, which is right next to the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, could have done without it. I mean, they were yeah. more intrigued with the water slide and the pool yeah. that was at the hotel. You know, they thought it was cool, and they saw Mickey and Minnie. And then we went right before covid so we went in January of 2020. Yep. And for like three weeks, everything that we touched turned to gold, me and my wife. We're like, this is the year. This is our <laughs> The 2020 is going to be our year. And then we're, we're going away and we're going away to Disney World and they were coming in. They were renovating the house and putting in hardwood floors mm-hmm. and just, just so many things were going right and everything was fine. And we got back from Disney and then the world went to shit. <laughs> I, I hold Disney World accountable. Yeah. It was all their fault. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy that trip? We did, but there was 
mostly thanks to my wife. I mean, she can be anal to a fault, but she was just anal enough to have it well planned out, but yeah. flexible enough that we went with the flow. I yeah. think you and have to be kids were old enough that they actually enjoyed it. Oh, that's good. And as long as I didn't have to keep a tight leash on them, I can be the third kid, and my wife mm-hmm. can just be like, oh, I'm really? Talking. I can be the third kid. I'm a mom, so I don't get to have that luxury does, ever. Does, does, <laughs> I find that, no, never mind. You're out. Sorry. Does Dan, does your Let's husband, just say I'm sorry. <laughs> does your husband Dan ever play the role of third kid? He doesn't seem. No, he seems not really. Like, yeah, you. you did we the, also have three kids, so oh, he would be kid. the fourth kid, yeah. and that is a no go. Yeah, no, he seems. <laughs> I think he's a little more refined than you and I. <laughs> like I look up to him as. Like, he doesn't wow. have a tr- like. We had, you know, we had a four year old, and then Wait a minute, twins. That was like three subtle backhanded slaps right in the face <laughs> that Rick just threw to me. It's like, so, well, he's more yeah. refined. I look up to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like saying you're not refined. I look <laughs> down on you, literally figured no, in no, every you, way. You said. I'm the third kid, and I identify as that. Like, there's times when I'm like horsing around with my kids, and Leslie's like, "Guys, come on!" And I'm like, "Oh, she's talking to me." Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rick, I'm not helping this happened. situation. It happened last night. Yeah. Did it? And it was so passive aggressive because she lost her shit on them not cleaning up, and you just come in and you and everything mm-hmm. that she was yelling at them for is exactly what I had just done. And I was in the living room eating yeah. by myself in front of the TV, going, "I just pretend you don't hear it. Pretend you don't hear it." It's like my work it was, is done here. Better All, vacuum up those crumbs. Pat. <laughs> All directed at me, and I felt horrible for the kids because they didn't really deserve that, but somebody did. But they, <laughs> but you know what? You got to take them out to ice cream because they didn't drop a dime on dad. Mm. No, they didn't drop a dime on dad, and that's kind of a subtle, took it. quiet understanding there's that we code. have. We yeah. don't sell each other out. Yes. <laughs> and I cover a lot of their shit up, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just yep. because somehow, some way, I'm at least going to have to listen to it. Somehow, I'll probably get blamed for it. Yeah. Half yeah. the time, I deserve that blame. Half the time, I don't. I just don't want to deal with it. So we... Mm-hmm. We have a good team yeah. going on. I, yeah. I've already yeah. taught my daughter not to tell her father how much things cost. <laughs> so I t- we went to Sephora, and because yeah. she's all into like these skincare products, whatever, and mm-hmm. we bought uh, too much stuff. And at the end, when she saw like how much it was, when they rang it up, I left the store. I go, "Don't you dare Let's, tell your father how much we will money never you spent. <laughs> we will never speak on this. <laughs> I taught my daughter not to tell mom that we spent anything at all. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, all right, so you went to Disney. You flew there. I did see this thing on on in the paper the other day. The paper. I see. The paper. I'm the paper. Okay. It's I was going to say. Really? Yeah. A broad page. You know, open. I'm not a tabloid guy. I like the It's like when they print out the internet for you and then you can read yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I still see that they have a local town paper. The yeah. Nova yes. Bulletin. Hometown Weekly. Yeah. Hometown <laughs> Weekly. There you go. I think I was reading this in like USA Today. It was an opinion piece about how you're a piece of shit if you recline your seat on an airplane. And that oh, the, I saw that. And it's divided. Like it's 50-50. And I say I'm on the side of I paid 300 bucks for the seat. Mm-hmm. It reclines. Therefore, I'm getting my money's worth out of the seat. And the person behind me can pull back. And the the argument against is, well, then you you infiltrate my knee space and I can't work on my computer. And I say that's bullshit because the thing bends. Your knees are not even affected. And the the uh, the tray stays where it is. I, I've. I've done all the the research while I've been on the plane. I'm like, this works. This, when somebody drops it in front of me, you know, it's like mm-hmm. I do not give a shit. It does not affect anything. See, I think it's awkward. Like, I, I do too. I'm well, okay. Like, so wait, you think you should not recline? I think there should be an understanding. I reserve the right to recline because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. I bought the seat. It does recline. You know, if I had to or wanted to for mm-hmm. a little while, maybe I could. You know, 
at least give them the give them the courtesy wave. This is going to happen, right? Yep. But I feel awkward when somebody puts it like so. Now I'm looking at the top of their head. If they roll their eyes back, they're just staring at me, going, "This is mm-hmm. comfortable." That's like when you massage it, their temples. It's, yeah, it gets, it, but that's when Hot it gets towel? weird. That's when my wife goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know." She put her head in my lap. I don't know what she's doing. Just seem natural. Uh, yeah. Wait until we land in Bangkok. <laughs> yeah. I, so I. I do respect what you're saying, mm-hmm. but like if I put my chair back and then somebody puts their chair back, now I don't like it in my lap, and I'm I'm, I'm not going to do that mm-hmm. to somebody else. That I am shocked. I, yeah, you. no, I feel the same. I I will also take into account who's sitting behind me. If it's a child, that's one thing, but if it's an adult who's like, especially an adult taller than me which is most adults, I won't recline because airlines, there's so, no space in yeah. an airline seat to begin with. So mm-hmm. I try to be courteous of other people's spaces. Yeah. So I, I do too. And I, I'm, I'm also cognizant of the fact that I, I don't require as much room. Same. Like I've never had a, God, I wish there was more leg room right. here. My right. feet are still dangling from the airplane yes. chair. I'm like, I have plenty of room. I don't need to take up any more. I was on a flight for work a few years ago, and the, a woman with an infant had the window seat. Mm-hmm. I had the aisle seat, and we're sitting there, and then this at least six-foot-tall guy comes down the aisle. He's like, that's my seat, and he pointed to the middle, and I was like, and I think we were going to California. I was like, this poor son of a bitch. And I was like, do you want to switch seats? Would you prefer the aisle? And he's like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And I was like, you've got like seven inches on me, dude. <laughs> you offered to I did, sit in yeah. the middle? I was wow. like, this guy, You're this is miserable. You're a saint. And you know what? You know what? Mm-hmm. A good deed gets you. The infant next to me threw up and got on my shirt. Nice, So I Liz. smelled like puke Did crap. you immediately turn to that guy and go, you are fucking welcome. I know. Yeah. I was like, Liz, no good deed goes unpunished. You know what? You remember that story when uh, St. Peter's tallying the score with you and right? going, okay, so we got some checks and minuses mm-hmm. here. You're like, <laughs> I got vomited on because I gave up my seat to yes. that six-foot man yeah. on Spirit Airlines. Do you remember that? He's like, yes. all right, go File that under St. Peter. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. It looks like you're like, on the I fence. Can't. Be like, dude, like, airplane, six-foot yeah. guy. <laughs> Baby puke, hello. I paid my dues. Have you smelled that vomit from a baby? It's the most random. You're right. Open the gate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 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 surprised because I uh, one of the things we talk about on the show, right? We we say you should judge people, Pat. Mm -hmm. Because you know they always say, Oh, don't be judgmental. No, be more judgmental. Wait till you walk a mile in their shoes. Uh Uh-uh. That's how society the bar lowers and lowers. Look at where we are now. We're just a bunch of animals just like Mm spitting venom at each other and and acting like no one gives a shit about their fellow neighbor. So I'm very hypervigilant about be a good person and when someone's not or someone's showing complete laziness, you can look down your nose at them and hope that maybe when they find themselves being more isolated by other judgmental people, they'll rise to the occasion Mm -hmm. and meet the expectations that we've set. And I don't think I'm crazy with the expectations. No. So when something like this happens, it's kind of an anomaly where I'm taking the hard line stance my seat reclines. I paid 300 bucks for it. I'm going to recline in it because it's my space. I bought the space that it reclines. And a lot of people I'm learning think that that is the most horrible, selfish <laughs> opinion. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not understanding it. I can't. No, I, I don't. I, I think I fall closer to the middle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from your hard line and wherever the worst extreme on the other side is. Mm-hmm. And it's be, like, like I said, I reserve the right because I did buy it and it does do this. But if I don't really, if I'm reclining just because I can, yeah, and fuck you, mm-hmm. and you know I don't need the leg room, and I'm not even that tired, but you right? know what, <laughs> I share, yeah, then you're just kind of being a dick. Oh, man. But if uh, I, I do agree with the fact that if somebody is not behaving, you know, 
in a way that's acceptable, or mm-hmm. they should, uh, they should be held accountable. They should be. You should be able to call them out on yeah. that. Yeah. Sure. And sure there's there's too little of that. There's too much acceptance going yeah. on. Yes. But there's too little empathy as well, yes. I think. I agree. Yeah. You know what there's I mean? a lack of common courtesy. Somewhere in the middle yeah. is well, where that, I think we'd like to, mm-hmm. I'd like to be anyway. This is an interesting social experiment that I'm still, like, I'm collecting data, but I've never seen a dispute on an airplane about someone's reclined seat. No one's ever given crap about it. Nobody said, screw you, I'm doing it. I have I am an immediate, once we level off, it goes back. Like I cannot really? wait to get it back. I am huh. such a. Re- I am super recliner. I'm pro recline because I do one of two things. I'm reading or I'm, or I'm. I'm yes, I am. And I've seen that guy. guy. It's funny yeah. that you say it. Though. I, there's always that guy. Mm-hmm. Now it's usually I don't recall ever having a problem or feeling that awkward. If somebody's ever reclined on me, it hasn't been for that long. Yep. You know what I mean? Or it wasn't so uncomfortable I that I wasn't, I whatever. I for a whole six-hour flight to but, Phoenix. I don't yeah, give a shit. But yeah, there's that guy. Yeah, and there's always that guy and you can me. spot him. But every time that I've flown and found that guy, I've never seen anybody have a problem with him. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Or do, yeah. But do you think people are sitting there, do you think the person behind you is going, what a fucking dick? Like we're barely that's at 10,000 feet. That's the like, kind of stuff that I look for and yeah. that's what I'm saying. I've never mm-hmm. seen uh-huh. that. Yeah. Even though that might be the way yes. that I was. Like, we haven't even taken off yet. Right. This guy's in my lap. Oh, God. It's going to be a long flight, you dick. When I, when I was younger, I'd do it on takeoff, too. I'd be like, you know, like, once once the, uh, I was going to say stewardess. That's probably a sexist dating Flight term. attendant. Flight attendant. It is, you the, dick. <laughs> the flight attendant. Once she buckles up, or he buckles up in the front. on or their them. Little, their, they. Them, they. <laughs> buckle up at their little jump seat. I'm like, okay, they're out of sight. Like, bloop. like I'm like, I'm out. I'm t- See, I, that, but- that that surprises me. I'm surprised that you would wait that long. Yeah. What do you care what they think? We well, don't want to well, be the guy like, sir. They're the one. Yeah, I don't want them. You know, I don't want to be bothered while I'm. You know, let me ask you this, others. Rick. Do you snore? Uh, yes, but not like when I'm up right that mm-hmm. much. I mean, we're talking about three inches here, folks. You know, it's not like I'm. Sprawled out, but anyway, I think we've uh. talked about this long enough. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on airline etiquette, but yes. Liz did prepare a couple of, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, like horror stories of family yeah, travels, like family vacation horror stories, okay. or like so. But first, I thought it would be fun for me to share mine, mm-hmm. my worst. Oh, have that. Okay, and also let's keep an eye on. You, yes. you've got a hard out, so um, over, you managed the thank show. You. For the rest of the why you have like so, a real job. She's got I one do. Of job things. Fuck that. I know. We're having fun. I get, I get paid go. every other Friday for it. It's fantastic. Fucking pet every day, <laughs> nine to five. Can you believe that? No. That's fucking nine hours a day. That's like forty hours a week. She's gonna go to this job See, thing. This is this is <laughs> this is where bullshit. empathy comes into play. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that maybe to a fault. Like, that gets into my head. Like, when she puts her chair back, and I'm like, she probably works. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not going to complain. She probably yeah. pays taxes. She's, yeah, she's yeah. probably earned. Just <laughs> reclined. It's fine. Uh, All so right, so my worst summer vacation, summer after fifth grade, my uncle, who lived in Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia, was getting married. So my dad decided it would be great if we drove from Waltham to Alexandria, Virginia mm-hmm. with... My two sisters, who are younger than a couple years younger than me, in our sedan, which it's like an eleven-hour drive. And my dad is like you, travel dad. Not, like he's not super. Even, not even like a shagging wagon. Not no, like the old nothing. School. We will be taking the f- same family car you that we take to the grocery store. Into the and, and went. Yeah. Oh, yes. Goodness. Yes, we did. And so my dad's super militant when it comes to travel and organization. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're leaving the house at seven or whatever it was. We're making one stop in New Jersey. For lunch, and then we're going to continue to we get to Uncle Bob's house. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Get in the car. We drive what five hours, whatever it is. So yeah. far, it sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> this is part for the course yeah. of the 1980s. Yeah, yeah. So we get yeah. to some restaurant in New Jersey. My mom and I have to use the restroom. We go in the restroom. Realize I got my period for the first time, guys. Oh. Yeah. And you both have daughters. So. Yeah. This is a teachable moment for you both. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I, that, yeah. That, she, she just went. So, she, just took, she went left. Yes. I was going right. Okay. I was so coming in a zig. I zagged. I was like, the kid's menu was thin. Right. Or what? Right. No. We're okay. No, no. We just dove right in. Okay. We did. So my mom's in the bathroom with me. And I'm like, mom. She's like, yes. And I'm like, can you come here? And like, I let her in the stall. Like, I didn't even say anything. I just like pointed. She's like, this is my mom's reaction. <gasps> Elizabeth, your first period. And I'm like, oh my, God. oh my God. We're in a public restroom in New Jersey. My Oshkosh Bagosh shorts are down around my ankles. I'm fucking mortified. Like, I just wanted to die. This is 30 this is years later. I'm sitting in Medfield and I'm fucking mortified. <laughs> right? That's, yeah. Oh my God. So she's Were you like, guys prepared? Did you have like well, a little travel kit? I did not, Rick, oh. because we didn't talk about those things in my house. Yeah. I mean, for all my mother knew, I could have been like fucking Carrie, who mm-hmm. thought that she was dying because my mom <laughs> never told me about my period. But no. thankfully, the schools did. Yes. So don't worry. It okay. was covered. Okay. So my mom's like, oh, well, as luck would have it, I have my period too. And I'm like, look. We're not. Ce- I was just gonna say oh, we're not celebrating that our periods are sinking up, Mom. Right now, like, can you just get me some clean fucking underwear? Yeah. So she's like, "I'll be right back." I, I go, would... "Don't you dare tell Dad or Katie and Alan what's happening in oh, here." Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so she, whatever, we take care of it, mm-hmm. and then for the rest of the trip, I'm sitting there like in fear that I'm gonna bleed out in the back seat of my dad's car, yeah. and then we're at my uncle's wedding, and bleed I'm wearing out, like, this. Die. Like, yeah, yes, I'm gonna die. Yes. Like I didn't know. I only have eight pints of this <laughs> yes. stuff. I've never, never. <laughs> experiences before you don't know what's gonna happen it was awful and then like i'm feeling sick and i'm at my uncle's wedding and i'm wearing this light blue dress and i'm like i kept looking i kept doing this the whole time that i like was so worried that i was like gonna bleed through my party dress it was the worst yeah the worst you know what i can Mm -hmm. uh can't relate but i can't (laughs) no you can't so you guys both have daughters Mm -hmm. so just bear in mind that you know these things could happen anytime. Well, at Storyland. Oh, no, no, it's happened. I mean, it didn't oh. quite happen like that. I don't know exactly when or where. Mm-hmm. I know that there was a time when, where's Ma? I don't know. What oh, do you need? Yeah. No, I need Ma. I'm like, Ma's not here. What do you need? She's like, I need the. Uh, Ma! Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't care where you work. And that was the end of it. And then she yep. seems to be, I don't know if they're synced up or not, but. <laughs> Whatever, that was at least a year ago. So, yeah. And also, mm-hmm. fast forward from the 80s, that this happened to you where you don't talk about it. Right. I, I bet your relationship with your daughter is different than your relationship with oh, your com- father was. Yeah, And totally. I'm going based off of just standards and expectations yes. as we, like oh, our generation. Totally, were, but the fact that I know it's going to happen doesn't mean I'm talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. that much is the same. Yeah. But I won't talk about it with my daughter, but the other day I did bring it up with my wife about, like, I just, love where this is going. Yeah. No, I, I, I just brought up, hey, you know, there's a, she's like, yeah, she, I, I sent her to school with a little emergency yeah. kit. She's yes. got, oh, you do? Great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Moving on. But I just, like, when I was a teacher, I kept a sweatshirt, you know, oh, in one of my drawers. Oh, yeah, for a girl. Because yeah. I'm like, if someone gets a little surprise, they can just wrap this around mm-hmm. their waist and go off. That's that was nice a tip. Well, it wasn't my idea. It was, <laughs> it was um, a, a female teacher who had, I was friends with who gave me that. She was talking about how she had that. That's a great idea. 
that just saves the embarrassment for everybody. Yes. You know, right, the awkwardness. Right, right, right. Yes, like, totally. I just, it was oh, actually a selfish act for Ryan. Right. Yeah, like, 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 I don't like, want to stare at that blood stain on yeah, your sweatpants. It's like, not <laughs> on the freaking plastic <laughs> furniture. He does a hand or some fantastic and a paper towel. Yeah, like, you clean this you up clean right it. now. I don't know how this works. Shame. So Shame. Awful. That's oh a biohazard God. you gotta put. But I know you're not leaving anything behind. Get to work. <laughs> All, right. All right, so I have a couple more that, these are not my stories. These are stories I pulled from the internet. All right, so when I was 13, my family took a cruise, and at one of the ports, my parents thought it was a good idea to take a bus to one of the further, less populated beaches to spend the day. Lo and behold, it was a nude beach. Yeah, it was. It was my first time seeing a man naked. My parents didn't want to waste the day trying to find a different beach, so they told my brothers and I to look at the ocean only. Of course. <laughs> Pay no being, attention to the boner. Right? Being 13 years old and curious, I couldn't help but look at all the old men walking along the beach. I asked my parents why the men were wearing wedding rings on their penises. And that was the start of their discussion of cock rings with my brothers and I. Why are they wearing I, cock rings? I don't, I, I don't know. What do you... What? What is, it, what is it for? What country is it was like this a, in? I was going to say, a beach know. in Bangkok? It could yeah. be. It could be. Yes, I don't know why, if there was like some weird sex party going on elsewhere down the beach. I'm that not sure. Amazing. But could you imagine? Could you? <laughs> I'd um, rather not, but thank you. Oh, no. I can't get it yes. out of my head now. I'm you giving just, you guys some great visuals. Sorry, listeners. I've got a visual <laughs> of an old wrinkly man with yes. a cock ring just... Dragging it through uh, the maybe, maybe it was a wedding ring. Yeah. This could, yeah, you never taken. know. This is a different kind of ceremony. I don't know. <laughs> I had a layover in uh, Miami, a six-hour layover. Me and my buddy, we went to uh, South Beach. This yep. was around the time mm-hmm. we went topless. Oh. And I uh, had no un- no knowledge of this. So uh, What a pleasant surprise. Right. Or was it? <laughs> yeah. It, it was pleasant. However, there were 18-year-olds like, oh, my God, we're totally taking off our tops. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, you're a little too young. Like, that's, mm. yeah. like, you know, like, I'm not. I've always appreciated the fact that I am age equivalent. Like, I've, yes. I've always looked at anything five years above or below. I'm in that range, mm-hmm. you know, which is funny because, like, when I'm 90, I'm going to be like, she is 85 and ready to go. <laughs> like, like, am I going to be turned on to 80-year-old women when I'm 85? I, I think, like, like, when you're 85. I'm, I'm tracking that way. Mm-hmm. You'll be watching the Golden Girls. See yes. Blanche and be like, oh, uh-huh. I can't look at this. She's way out of my league. Way too young. (laughs) This feels awkward. (laughs) All right, I've got another one. So, our car broke down in the middle of Kansas on our way back to Canada from Colorado. My parents had to purchase a new vehicle. It was so bad. When we got to the border, my dad was so tired from the drive that he forgot our names, all five of us. (laughs) Border Patrol wasn't buying his story, so they took him in. 15 hours later, my dad was released. They accused him of kidnapping and stealing a vehicle. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. And I've been I the parent that has that forgotten story. their kids' names. Like, you're so sleep-deprived. You're so, like... To the point they're taking you to jail. No, not that. Not Come to on. that point. But I've called my kids by my cat's names. <laughs> you have? <laughs> like, I believe that. Cooper. I mean, Brady. <laughs> so, when there's an armed, you know... Yeah. But, yeah. Authority figure, like, questioning. You can't pull your shit together. And- but I think that makes it worse, right? Like, when, you're, when yeah, your anxiety right. goes up, your ability to retrieve memory goes down. Them? So- Dan, Phil, <laughs> Augie, I don't know. Just answer to anything! <laughs> my, a little help back here. My, my mom was always classic at, like, trying to get to me. She had to go through, like, my brother. Jen, Bob, Rick! You know, mm-hmm. like, that Like that was my name when I was getting yes. yelled she, at. She, she, me- she Bob, memorized Rick. them in order, so yeah. that's how you get yelled at. <laughs> totally. Right. And then uh, sometimes, this one throws me for a loop. Uh, you, ch- you know, take a kid to the doctor, uh, date of birth, you know, for your kid, or, like, getting a prescription. I'm like, fuck. It's, Dan um, doesn't yeah. know any of them. No, me neither. And there's, I mean, I've got three kids, but he only has to remember two dates. I have to think really <laughs> slow. I'm like, May 
30, 20, mm-hmm. 12? Is it 12? I think it's 12. Let me do the math. It's 12. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, it doesn't roll off the I tongue. I remember like it one should. of them, but I can't remember which one it is. Okay. I gotta go too. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's just uh, end the show there. Perfect. Sorry. Let, let's quick, okay. Okay. quickly say quick goodbye. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Small Town Scuttlebutt. Uh, catch you next week. How about a round of applause for all of our sponsors? APC Pest and Termite Control, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, Mario's Lawn Care, Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, and Winslow Design.